Stacia, time is exactly 7.45, which means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. How are you this morning? I'll just try to stay warm like everybody else in CCO. That's the truth? <laughs> yes. Well, in fact, I'm going to talk about that winter wines and the foods to go with them. Oh, good. I thought I should mention there's been a lot of conversation. A lot, lot, a lot of people are aware of these new wine tariffs that are looming. And if you don't want your next bottle of Prosecco to cost $30, people might want to write the office of the U.S. Trade Representative to let them know they're opposed to that because they plan on adding a 100% tariff to most of the wines coming from Europe. And, of course, this affects your favorite spirits, too, Irish whiskey, Scotch whiskey, etc. I mean, the results could be absolutely devastating. So, uh, I'm more concerned with the uh, wine portion, but you've got to be concerned with the spirits portion as well. So, you know, if you feel up to it, you can drop a note to the uh, U.S. Trade Representative's office uh, that you're opposed to that kind of tariff. I mean, it is uh, going to be very, if it goes through, it'll be very deleterious to the wine and spirits industry in the United States. From top to bottom, whether you're an importer, you're a wholesaler, you're a retailer, you're a restaurateur, etc., uh, it certainly is going to have some deleterious effects. There's no question about that. You know, your everyday little Cote de Rhone that you drink that's ten bucks, going to be twenty bucks a bottle. That, Ooh, man. That's a huge, huge jump. And like I say, Prosecco to jump to those kind of uh, levels would be devastating. Fortunately, at the moment. All the pipelines are pretty well full, and we won't see any of those increases for a while. But by springtime, certainly by the end of March, beginning of April, uh, when new stuff has to come in for all the to fill all the uh, venues, you know, the distributor, the wholesaler, the importer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, if they have that tariff in, then uh, it's going to be absolutely devastating. So, having said that. Uh, let's talk about more pleasant things, and that would be wines to have in the winter. Uh, you know, there's nothing in the winter. We change totally from uh, balmy summer days in our diet. And so we should also think about changing the winter uh, wines that we consume because the food is so different. Uh, you know, one of the wines that comes to mind for winter, in my opinion, is Nebbiolo from northern Italy. It goes so well, in my opinion, with things like Italian bread soup or a short rib or a pot roast. Uh, not that there aren't a lot of other red wines that do very, very well, but Nebbiolo is a wonderful grape type. It produces Barolo and uh, in the Piedmont, and these wines are big, powerful, robust wines that are really great to have in the winter, in my opinion because they go so well with uh, those big, robust dishes, whether your favorite robust dish is a big lasagna or something uh, like pot roast. They're, they go well. Another one we've talked about in the past, which is one of my favorite, is Amicone. It's a poor man's Amarone. Amarone is a red wine from Italy uh, where they dry the grapes in the rafters of the barn after they harvest them. And then about in February, they go up and press them, and it's like pressing raisins. So you get this red wine, 
but it has a little sweet finish to it. And it's called Amarone, and it's always very, very expensive. And this Amicone is sort of a poor man's variation. It's under $15 a bottle, as opposed to Amarone. They're about $30, $28 to $30 a bottle, and it's really good in winter weather. Particularly, I like it when we have Italian bread soup. You know, I'll never forget um, your predecessor, Charlie Boone. He loved that Italian bread soup that he had in Tuscany one time. I was telling him about it. It's a great way. They use up all the old stale bread and make this bread soup, and it's a very hearty, robust, filling dish, and that amicone seems to go just perfectly with it. Another wine to look at is Syrah. Syrah is sort of the principal grape type, along with Grenache, in the Rhone Valley, and Chateauneuf de Pops are absolutely, in my opinion, the one of the best French hot weather or cold weather wines. They're always big and robust, and uh, they really just seem to call for powerful food to have with it, whether you're going to have wild boar or venison, or just, as we said before, something simple like a beef stew. Uh, those Syrahs go very well, and of course, we produce some wonderful Syrahs in this country uh, that are absolutely delicious, particularly in the Russian River Valley, and they're producing some very good ones in the state of Washington as well, I might add. Uh, but uh, you want a real good one, that Chateauneuf de Pop La Fonde is uh, not terribly expensive. It's under $40. And Chateauneuf de Pops just seem to cry for robust food. And uh, like I said, another one to try would be uh, go to Spain and uh, wines from the Rioja. They're particularly good uh, at any time, but in the winter time, I think they go very, very nicely with like lamb stew. Uh, it just is a marriage made in heaven. And one of the ones I like is El Circo. Uh, they have they make a Cabernet Sauvignon uh, in Spain that is really just terrific. It's very modestly priced, and it. Uh, it has enough assertiveness to stand up to those wonderful meat dishes that we all love uh, at this time of year. Uh, something to think about, too, is German wines. Uh, you know, German wines are wonderful with any kind of smoked meat. So if you've got a big ham bone left over and you're going to make, say, bean soup out of that ham bone. Nothing could be better than a glass of Riesling with that. There's a good one uh, from the Tannish family. They uh, have one of the most famous vineyards in all of Germany, uh, Bernkastler Doctor. And the reason it's called Doctor is in the medieval times, a uh, bishop came there and he wasn't doing very well. He was close to death, and they nurtured him back to health with their wine. So he said, hereafter... The wine shall be called Doctor because it saved his life. So Berngastler Doctor is probably the most famous uh, wine of the entire Mosul Valley. And they make this little Riesling. It's under $13 a bottle. 
It's called Tanish Riesling from Dr. Tanish. Any smoked meat would just be perfect with it. And we forget really, truly, how wonderful German Rieslings can be. You know, a good Riesling will stand up to even red meat. And I particularly like Rieslings when you're having something like a smoked pork or any smoked meats. I think Rieslings are made in heaven uh, for them. I'll never forget my very first trip to Germany 50 years ago. They served smoked trout as a, an appetizer, and it just went perfectly with the Riesling, very dry Riesling we had uh, as the first wine. And I never forgot that combination of smoked trout and the German Riesling. It was great. But it also goes with any kind of smoked meats. I mean, it was really just perfect. So Tannish Riesling would be the one to have with that. And incidentally, that would go very, very well. My French friends will have to forgive me with something like a cassoulet. A cassoulet is sort of a white bean stew that's very, very popular in southern France. Everybody's grandmother had a wonderful recipe for cassoulet. And while there's a lot of wonderful French wines that go with cassoulet, try it sometime uh, with a German Riesling. You'll be absolutely astonished at the uh, marriage that that smoky meat has with that German Riesling. So I hope my French friends will forgive me for recommending that, but it would go perfectly together. You know, we forget, too, about Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon is a big, robust wine. You know, uh, Cabernet really comes, you know, from Bordeaux, uh, where it was very popular for hundreds of years. And another popular thing in Bordeaux is the lamb grazed on the salt flats between the wine country and the Atlantic Ocean. And the lamb grown there is just wonderful. Sal de de Bordeaux, the lamb of Bordeaux, from the salt of Bordeaux, uh, gets the lamb. Agnew de Sal de Bordeaux. And most of those wines are all uh, over half Cabernet Sauvignon. And so Cabernet Sauvignon is a beloved wine, and it really is just terrific with big, robust dishes. As I said earlier, you know, you think about pot roast and uh, also short ribs and things like that. They they just shout cold weather, and it warms you up right to your very soul when you have the right wine with those kind of dishes. You know, we can also call them comfort food. Uh, and one of my favorite comfort foods is a roast chicken with roasted root vegetables. I mean, that is really good where you have parsnips and turnips and potatoes and carrots, and then you have a roast chicken on top of that. And I kind of like a viognier with that. Viognier is a white grape type, and it's not very well known in the United States. There's a good one called La Forge that I think is one of the best I've ever had in my life. Uh, Viognier is usually when you have white Chateauneuf de Pop. It's 100% Viognier, and a white Chateauneuf de Pop can be very expensive. Uh, this LaForge Viognier is very inexpensive. It's $115 a bottle, and it is terrific. And there, of course, is where the French would say, have that with Cassoulet. And they're probably right. It, it might be a little better than the Riesling, but the Riesling would be a good one to try. But Viognier is the kind of wine, when we talk about ABC, anything but Chardonnay, Try a Viognier. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's an interesting arrow to have in your wine quiver that it's unusual, it's different, 
and it's very, very tasty. Uh, if you like Chardonnay, you're going to love the weight of Viognier because they, they are somewhat similar. But Viognier has a much more assertive personality than Chardonnay does. And uh, it's a little coarser, and that's why it goes so well with robust food. When you're having this robust food, you really don't want a very elegant, fine wine, in my opinion. Well, when we have comfort food, it's a little like peasant food. And peasant food calls for simpler wines that are more peasant-like, if you will, like Cote de Rhone, are just wonderful wines to have with any of these kind of winter dishes. They, they My go-to everyday wine are these Cote de And uh, so if, whether you're having cassoulet and you want to argue and maybe get a bottle of that wonderful uh, tarnished Riesling and also get a bottle of LaForge uh, Viognier and try them side by side and you decide for yourself. It would make for something interesting to do on a cold winter night. That's for sure. And speaking of cold winter night, don't forget port. Port goes so well, I think, with a fire uh, and a chilly night. And, and not only that, port's very good for you. I remember the United States Pharmacopeia issued a thing with Geritol uh, when they were saying it was good for iron deficiency anemia. They said, you can't say that anymore. So they said, well, they might change Geritol to all port because port is good for iron deficiency anemia and is in the United States Pharmacopeia as a medicine. Well, you believe me, it's so enjoyable. You'll never think you're drinking a medicine. Try Fonseca, late bottled vintage port. It is just wonderful. It's about $25 a bottle. Mm. But don't forget, when you buy port, you don't have to drink it all in one fell swoop. You can last, you put it in a decanter on the bar, and it'll last up to three or four weeks with no deleterious effects at all. Well, that's good to so know. There you have my ideas for winter wines and the way to while away a winter evening if you're not watching the Vikings. Yes, and by all means, before you do that, get to any one of the Haskell's locations. They'd be glad to help you out. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. That's why we're called the wine people. And we'll pair the wine with whatever you're, whether it's cassoulet or short ribs or something simple like French onion soup. And best of all, they're going to pick a wine that isn't going to break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big, big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in Excelsior. In Faribault, right off at 35, their Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. On the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, there's free parking in downtown Minneapolis. There's Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. If you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver to your home or your office. Excellent, Jack. Let's talk again next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.